Welcome to the Cards Cast. Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. It's the weekly version of the Cards Cast and plenty to get to this week. We've got men's, women's basketball with a lot of news on both of those fronts. Spring football well underway. Baseball getting out, getting going. Even though the snow's falling, the roads are still icy. It is baseball season as the Cardinals get things going this weekend. So we're going to touch base on it all. But Jody, Let's do start with basketball. Some great news from Dino Gaudio on the ACC coaches call uh, on Monday morning that Chris Mack is feeling better. Looks like he's going to be back to practice on Tuesday. We'll coach on Wednesday. Knock on wood, the game with Syracuse does happen in, in 48 hours or so. And, and Malik Williams continues to make a positive progress. So uh, let, let's do start there. And obviously it's been a long pause, but uh, things look like uh, coach will be back and, and the game's going to happen. Now, I'm knocking on wood the entire time yeah. we talk about this. I'm not going <laughs> to stop knocking on wood. No. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I assumed that, the, I mean, I figured they would play, um, you know, Coach Mack is doing well. Uh, he did have some symptoms early on uh, and then, you know, felt felt better and has, has continued to get better. So good. So good thing is that that he is fine. Um, from what I understand, all the guys who uh, have I- anybody else that's in the program that has tested positive, um, because you know we heard last week there were, I mean there were there were a handful of them that uh, that everybody's doing good, and uh, you know I, I I never thought that I always thought that this game would would happen. Now I think you have to worry about hopefully Syracuse can um uh can get to Louisville although it should be good because I guess the worst of this weather is going to be Monday into Tuesday so uh that should be that should be fine so we'll we'll have a game on Wednesday night and Louisville will get back at it um it won't be it won't be like the last time if you remember the last time when Louisville when Louisville had the shutdown not only did they only have a couple of days to get ready for Wisconsin after the shutdown I think they only had two days of practice this time. They have at least five. Um, but, but, um, you know, Carleek was missing in that game as well. And, uh, you know, if you've noticed on social media and any of the posts that you've seen, I mean, it's pretty obvious. And coach Gaudio said today that it's, uh, you know, that, that it's nice to have, uh, or I guess, I guess his comment was that, that Carleek and David are both, you know, getting back into game shape. So you assume that that means that those two are playing, Michael, and that's a uh, that's a good thing. That's a that's a big thing for this team. And uh, you know, I think what people have to realize is a this whole year. If you didn't think there were going to be a couple of shutdowns, like I've said before on the board, I think you probably had your head in the sand. It was going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to nearly everybody. And if you had, if a team's out there that hasn't had a shutdown as of right now, trust me, it's 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 coming. Okay. I mean, I look on the women's side of things, and I went through, and I think I think all the top eleven. Uh, the teams that were in the top 11 in the a, in the AP poll today, I think all have had shutdowns, or maybe it went, might have been 10. It was either 10 or 11. I can't remember where I stopped. Um, but in the men's thing, it's kind of the same way. I mean, you you see teams all over that have had shutdowns. I mean, Rick Pitino's Iona team came back off of a 51-day layoff. Think about that. Think about 51 days off. Florida State's had two longer pauses than Louisville has had. They've only played, I think they've only played five games since Christmas. 
Uh, maybe it might be six now. I can't remember if they played over the weekend or not. But this is gonna. This was gonna happen. It was bound to happen uh, once or twice this year for Louisville. It's been twice, and hopefully now that they can get this all behind them, it's still not. It's still not over. Um, and, and quite honestly, if it wouldn't have been for contact tracing. I think they probably would have been able – they might have missed a game, the Syracuse game or they might have missed you know, maybe Virginia, but I don't think they would have missed as long as they had been had it not been for the contact tracing. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jody. And obviously going back to, to Carl Lake and, and DJ, it's you know, if, if you're going to want to have at least a couple guys on the court that, that are important to you, your starting backcourt, certainly a, a vital part to have. Um, you know, Dino did, did – you know, confirm that the two players will be out plus a walk on. So three guys that are on the roster, uh, you know, he didn't want to name names, uh, won't be playing against Syracuse. Uh, you know, but, but I think you're right, you know, and, and I'm curious to see, you know, as far as the, the quarantining goes because of the contact tracing, you know, I'm curious to see how that progresses, especially once the NCAA tournament comes around. Um, we saw comments, that, you know, from, from, from that group, you know, last week that, you know, where they said, you know, even if there's one positive on the team, that really shouldn't eliminate the team from the tournament. So curious to see how that develops. But, you know, it's you know, it is it's it's the pandemic. I mean, uh, you've got teams that you know not only have had a pause, but now you've got teams, as you mentioned, Florida State, Louisville, uh, Louisville women's team, you know, now Clemson, who are on to their second pause. So um, and a lot of that has to do with one or two guys get positive and then the contact tracing wipes out, you know, half the team or even more. Uh, just for, to, you know, to, to meet those safety protocols. So, but, you know, it is the year that we, that we're facing, um, you know, again, I'm amongst that group. And I think the majority that is extremely grateful uh, that they are finding a way to play. You know, I know the guys are, are glad that they're playing when they can, um, you know, and, and listening to the ACC coaches call uh, today, not just with Dino, but, you know, with coaches from across the league, you know, talking about the challenges, you know, that this really presents, you know, if you think about back when, you know, if you played competitive sports when you were a teenager or whatever, or, or just, you know, a parent of a, a child who may be playing competitive sports, imagine having your schedule up on your refrigerator, wherever you keep it, you know, and, and you have your mindset you know, on certain things, you know, and then 24 hours or even less in some cases, that whole thing changes. You know, it reminds me of when I played little league baseball and, and Linden baseball had the, you know, the weather delays sign and we drive yep. by or ride our bikes by and, no games today because it rained for 10 minutes, you know, and how yeah. disappointing that was from that aspect. I mean, imagine, you know, at this elite college level, what that does to, to guys, you know, that are getting themselves, you know, psyched up, ready to play. They're physically ready to go. And then, you know, having things, you know, just come to a halt like that. It's, it's difficult, uh, you know. So, you know, kudos to the to the coaches and, and, and the players and the leagues to, to get in what they've been able to get in. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a bumpy road. But uh, like you said, Louisville coming off now their second pause. As Dino said today, you know, with with the extra work they've had, the five days of, of work they're going to get in, they're going to have their their legs under them a little bit more than they did when they faced went up to Wisconsin for for a game that uh, you know, I think I've done a pretty good job about forgetting. Uh, you know, so you hope you're going to see a better result when they do take the floor. Uh, but whenever you come off these pods, you never know. You, you've seen where teams seem like they didn't miss a beat, and teams like we saw against Louisville and Wisconsin where they've struggled. And, and the other thing is this game is at home, so that makes yeah. it, it makes it yeah. nice. Uh, it makes it a good thing at, at home. Um, and look, <clears throat> um, Louisville plays North Carolina on Saturday. North Carolina is struggling. 
they're they're asking for games you know what i mean yeah. because yeah. they've had s- several games that have been canceled uh they put out a tweet today that said we will hope we will we'll play anybody february 16th through the 18th come come play us at home well um I think who canceled on them? I can't now. I can't even remember. Clemson, Clemson, did Clemson cancel on them today? Yeah, Somebody can't. There's so many cancellations because Virginia Tech's on pause now. Florida State, I think, is just coming back now. Uh, um, now you have uh, Virginia Tech is still com- hopefully coming back. Hopefully we can play them on the third because I mean, heck, they've been uh, on and off the pause for the last couple of weeks as well, different times. And then you've got Boston College who. You have a, a coach who just got fired today. Uh, I doubt we make that one up because it was one of the ones I really thought uh, Coach Mack and, and Coach Christian are uh, are pretty good buddies. And I really thought because he knew he was going to get fired that Jim Christian would just say, hey, we're going to go to Louisville and play them and uh, get an extra game in at some point or another. Uh, but now I doubt that that happens. So you just it's it's kind of like head on a swivel, really, is what it is. And you've got to be ready to like like Chris said this at the beginning of the year and Vince Tyree has said it several times. You have to be willing to to basically get to where you're going. You've got to pivot a number of different times. And, and, and they have the fact that they've have 15 games in right now. And the fact that it looks like that this week. Um, and like I said, knock on wood is uh, is the big thing, uh, you know, to do to do right now. But it, it looks like this week after this week, they'll be able to get to 17 games. Uh, and then next week you have Notre Dame and Duke. If you can get through those in 19 games, even if you don't get that Virginia Tech game or make up another game, I still think they'll try to squeeze in one of I, I don't think they will go to Syracuse. OK, um, I don't think that that will be made up um the, the game that they missed there and i don't think i know this is gonna i think mean, this is gonna make people really upset but i don't think they'll go to virginia um I, I don't think they'll try to make or i don't think they'll be able to make that one up um i think they would make up any one that they could if they possibly could but those two games i just don't think are are going to be feasible first of all if you if you make up virginia you're going to probably play them and and maybe i mean I don't think Virginia would do this, but you could play them back-to-back days here on uh, on March 5th and 6th, kind of like all the other conferences are doing. But I don't think that they'd want to do that. I think they want that home that home game. Um, so that leaves you Pittsburgh, NC State, and Boston College, and it, it they're not NC State's not coming here. They're just they've they've just they've tried and tried, but that's that's not going to be made up unless you know something crazy happens and like i said now boston college with an interim coach doubt that's going to happen so it leaves pittsburgh so could they squeeze the pittsburgh game in sometime yeah i think they i think they will try to get an extra game i think they want to get an extra game but uh but i think that uh again get these two in this week get next week's in and then worry about the last week of the season when you get there, that would put you at 19 games. And Michael, I seem to remember two guys on a podcast back in uh, October, November-ish saying, if you get to 20 games, you've got to be really happy. And if they can get to 19, they'll get a game in that last week, no matter if it's, you know, the Virginia game is the last game scheduled. Um, but uh, But they'll get a game in that week. So if you can get to 20 regular season games, then I think you're pretty good. And the women are at 20 at 19 and one. Um, and, uh, and, and, and they're kind of in the same boat. If uh, you know, they've got a couple left on the road. Um, but all in all people complain, but I think you gotta be happy. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not what we're used to. And, 
you know, and what's frustrating is for the men's side, you know, clearly they were coming off one of their best, you know, arguably their best group overall team effort in the win against Georgia Tech. You know, the women's team, you know, you know, reached number one, now number three in the country, and they're playing well. You know, so and, and, you know, it disrupts our normal pattern uh, of enjoying these sports. So it, it becomes frustrating. I get frustrated. I know the fans get frustrated. Obviously, you know, the players and the coaches get frustrated as well. But again, it's, it is the reality that, that we're facing this year. And and like you pointed out, you know, getting to that number 20 game in that, in that ballpark, you know, is, considering you've got programs that have been on – two different pauses is pretty impressive. Um, yes, it's unfortunate that they're not going to be able to squeeze in all the games that, that we were hoping to and, and getting things rescheduled. Uh, um, you know, but again, I hate to say it, it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I guess, you know, maybe we can transition uh, to somebody else who, who's coming back is, you know, Malik Williams. Um, Dino, uh, you know, addressed that on, on the, the ACC conference call this morning with, with the, uh, with the media and, you know, gave a, a really nice positive report on where, how Williams is doing. Last week, did some stuff all by himself, but but yesterday uh, started doing some shooting drills. Did some five on O, which is basically working against no defense. Um, and you know, looked like you know a pretty positive outcome from that work. You know, so they're waiting for that final thumbs up from Fred Hina, the team's trainer, and then you know the next step is start participating in in, in more I guess real life uh, scrimmages in practice. And that is why that Virginia Tech game on March the 3rd, that Virginia game on March the 6th, and potentially a makeup mm-hmm. game at some point in the last week and a half of the season could could be critical. Um, I, I'm not predicting that Malik will definitely be back by then because I think a lot of things have to go right between now and then. Um, but... As we said on our last podcast, or as I think I said on our last podcast, I do think Malik Williams will play this season. And I still say that he's going to get some action at some point this season. Um, I I could see at Duke being the game uh, on the 27th. If things go well this week, and and, and, and it'll take uh, a couple of weeks, you know, for him to kind of get the uh, 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 get the his stamina and all that kind of back. So, but I could definitely see where he uh, could get some things going at at, at some point that we. I, I just like I said, I don't want to give everybody too much false hope because things can change and we don't know exactly how it's going to be. But yeah, I think I, I definitely think um, I, I definitely think he could he could get some playing time towards the end of the year. You know, and you, you throw that Duke game out at Duke and you can't help but remember his performance last year at Duke and what an exciting game that was. You know, a big win for the Cardinals last year. Uh, you know, so again, knocking on wood for all kinds of things, uh, you know, for Malik to continue to progress. And, and you said it right. He's, he's still got to get his wind about him, even though if he starts, you know, more frequent scrimmaging with the team, you know, the mental aspect as well. You know, we've seen that with, with some players, you know, coming off of injuries. And, and when you've been out that long, um, you know, it takes a while, uh, both physically and mentally, to get yourself back to where you were. So um, even when he does hit the floor, you know, I would caution fans, don't expect to see the Malik that we saw against Duke last year. Let him, you know, get a couple minutes and find, a, you know, his rhythm again. Because, again, that's another part of it. You know, even when he gets his win back, even when he, if he's there mentally, he hasn't been playing with these guys for months. You know, so he, he's got to 
you know, find it, you know, his rhythm with the guys on the floor, which, which can take some time as well. Crazy. The crazy thing is he hasn't played really in a game since March 1st of last year, because yeah. that, I think that, or, or was it the, did he get hurt? That was very Florida short. State? Yeah. No, he got, he, hurt in Florida, he got hurt in the Florida state game. That's right. Yeah, he got hurt in the yeah, Florida February State. He has not played since February 24th of last year. So, yeah, it was. Well, he, well, he came in the next game. He did come in against Virginia, but it was like five, six, seven minutes. And right. that was yeah. it. He tried yeah. to give it a yeah. go. It and, was, you know, he got so. hurt in the Florida State game. So a Flo- almost a year ago, uh, uh, almost a year ago that he got hurt. And uh, so you're talking about a long time of being off. But yeah. again, he is the best defender on the on the on the team there's no question about it and it, even if it's just limited time of getting him in there it's going to make this team uh, a lot better um it, acc tournament I, I at this point it's weird um all the conferences have until february 26th to make up their mind on how they're going to do this if you're going to send the uh automatic qualifier out of the uh, regular season or out of the uh, conference tournament I, I mean i'll tell you this the ACC has has opened up things to media. They're 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 request they're taking media requests. Teams have their hotel assignments. Teams have their you know assignments on on on, on practice times and and this and that for when they're there and where they get to practice and all that for for Greensboro. So they are moving forward right now as if there's going to be an ACC tournament and we'll see. If teams, you know, do opt out, I, I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking from everything that I'd heard that Louisville probably would um, would not go if they're securely in the ace in the NCAA tournament. I think a lot of teams were like that. Now, I don't know um, what the conferences are going to do. It'll be very interesting to see how the conferences react uh, over the course of the next 11 days when they have to make a decision on whether they send their regular season or their conference tournament champion. I would imagine most teams will end up sending their regular season champion, or most leagues will end up sending their regular season champion, just because of what we talked about earlier. You don't know what's going to happen during a conference tournament, and you don't want to get to uh, Thursday of conference tournament week and have a, uh, a breakout um, and have a breakout of, uh, of, of, of COVID and then you don't have anybody, you know, then you, then you don't have a championship game. So then you would, I, I just, I don't think you want to do that. I think you want to go ahead and, and, uh, and send the, the regular season champion is my gut feeling. Yeah. I kind of lean towards you as well, uh, on, on those same feelings. It's going to be curious, obviously it'll unfold, you know, within the next what, 11 days or so. Um, you know, and this isn't obviously this isn't just the ACC. This is, you know, the, the conferences across the country. And I did see, uh, you know, Baylor was asked about it. And they basically said, if there's a, if, the, if the Big 12 holds a conference tournament, we're playing. So, um, you, know, it, you know, again, it'll be curious to see how that all, all does develop and, you know, and what the impact will be, uh, you know, as far as conference tournaments go. Because like you, I think most uh, of the leagues will, will will side with, OK, we'll send our regular season cra- uh, champion. Uh, to the NCAA tournament, which is the way things you know used to be when we were kids. Um, so it's nothing totally new. Um, you know, and and then what happens to the conference tournaments if they make that decision? You know, I suspect if they made that type of decision, uh, that teams will you know take the option of, of opting out and 
just starting to focus on the NCAA tournament. So well, uh, it's, it's going to be gonna curious be, to see how it unfolds. It, it's going to be really, really difficult for teams to to come to get the protocol that they need um, to uh, to get the protocol they need when they uh, in the to get in the NCAA tournament if they play in those conference tournaments. That's what. That's my gut feeling. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be tough. But then again, it, it's all a matter of, of trying to pull something off. So uh, and if you if you want to do it and you, you can try to do it and, uh, um, you know, it <clears throat> doesn't sound like there will be many fans, if any, in Greensboro. But there would be, you know, media and other sorts. So I, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do it. You know, and, you, had, you know, again, that side note of what the NCAA said last week that, you know, one positive test shouldn't eliminate a team, you know, as long as they're able to follow, you know, the other social distancing rules and things like that. So, you know, it sounds like programs are going to have to really, really, you know, keep an eye, you know, and I don't know how you, you ramp it up even more. But, um, you know, to me, I, you know, hearing that comment from the NCAA, it kind of opens a window uh, of maybe just crack it a, a little bit you know, to potentially overcome some of the concerns that we've seen throughout the year when it comes to, you know, contact tracing and things like that. So it's, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how all this undevelops. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I think that the types of decisions that are made in the next few weeks regarding, you know, conference and as well as the NCAA tournament. Yep. No doubt about it. As far as the women, the women are concerned, we don't know of anything. Um, The game against Syracuse was canceled. They're play at Pitt on Thursday from everything I've heard. I, I don't I mean, I guess they could still play that game, but I doubt that they would play the Pittsburgh game on Thursday, then at Florida State on Sunday and then at Notre Dame the following week. This could, in fact, this kind of change and shutdown could, in fact, um, probably since they've got some time off now, I could see them trying to get a game you know, on uh, early the the last week of the you know the end of the regular season is twenty the twenty eighth for the women in the uh, in the tournament is that that next week I could see them trying to get um, a game you know on the twenty third twenty fourth something like that to added to the schedule if if they can but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, you want Jeff Walls and this squad to get as much you know work as they can in before the NCAA tournament. You know, you don't want to go in rusty you know, to the postseason, that's for sure. No, you definitely not want to do that. And um, I don't think that they, uh, like I said, I think it's one of those deals where they're 19 and one um, in, 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 you know, it, it kind of stinks that it's happening now, but it's better now than in the, in the ACC tournament yeah. or in the uh, NCAA tournament. So, all right, we turn our attention to football a little bit. Um, um, and then from what, what we've seen, or what we got to see last week at football, um, it's it's exciting to me to to hear some things that I'm hearing from the program. Um, and and again, we've talked over and over again. The first year was eight and five and could have very easily been five and eight, and the second year was four and seven and could have very easily been seven and four. They were very, very similar years. If, even for those of you who don't want to admit it, they were very similar uh, in the fact that Louisville won some close games the first year. They got some breaks and didn't turn the ball over. 
Louisville lost some games in the second year. They didn't get some breaks and they turned the ball over. So it was a weird kind of, it's just how, that's just kind of the bottom line. That's what happened. It was, uh, it was very close to being the same and, 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 and it, and it wasn't. So um, with that being said, Michael, I am very excited and, and pumped up about things that I've heard from the locker room. Um, some, some players and some staffers and some coaches and some people that were, that, uh, that are around there talking about, you know, they're, they're the, the, I don't want to say bad apples because I don't think there were a lot of bad apples on last year's team. I just think that, that the, um, the cohesiveness for whatever reason, the, the, the guys are back on the same page and I don't know why they weren't. Or, or how much they were off, but uh, but they're back on the same page. And and I think that they made some good decisions with the staff. You bring in two guys who, um, in Pete Thomas, you bump him up, and Greg Espardo, who have been with this staff, know Scott Satterfield, know Brian Brown, know the, the other coaches, and, and, have, and know the system so well. I think that helps. Um, you bring in a guy like Jack Bicknell Jr., who doesn't really know a whole lot of people on the staff. He knew of Gunter Brewer and they were, they were buddies from, from long ago, didn't know a whole lot, but I've been told that he's like the, the, the jokester, kind of the, uh, the, the jokester of the bunch. And uh, he, he's a funny guy who's fit right in. And, uh, and, and he's just a, if you watched his press conference and if you didn't go back and watch it, it's awesome. He's just a good kind of down to earth kind of, old-fashioned football coach he's a center he is an absolute what you what i think of as a as a college football center and then sitting down and talking to him he's that guy he's the guy on the staff that you'd love to have just sit down and have a beer with is is what i is what i gather and then Darrell sims is the guy with all the energy he's the guy that um that knew a lot of these guys that had been wanting to be a part of a staff like this and he got his opportunity so i think they've done a good job of making such has done a good job of making hires and then when you look at it michael and you think about um uh the newcomers they're really making a difference yeah you know obviously our time being able to see the team was limited uh, but you know grateful that we were able to get out there and Kind of felt a little normal, Jody, there for, you know, for the time that we were out there. Yes, we had our masks on and stuff, but it was great to be able to roam the sidelines inside the Traeger Center uh, again for a little bit. I almost bit, got hit know. by a football. It felt like, it felt like <laughs> normal. There were balls flying everywhere. So hey, I love gotta, it. Yeah, you got to keep your head on a swivel, that's for sure. Um, you know, but, but it felt great, you know, and to, to feel the energy and the excitement of the team. And I agree with you. The, the new hires, you know, I've been quite impressed with our interviews that we've had with them, uh, getting a chance to see them work with their guys out on the field. Uh, you know, was really up close watching uh, Darrell Sims with the running backs and was really impressed with, you know, you couldn't tell that he was new. I mean, the, the relationship there was already strong. You could tell and they're getting into things. So, which means the guys you know, immediately, you know, feel a bit of respect for him and, and are impressed by what he's, you know, telling and, and and working with the way he's working with them as well um with big Nell, i mean i thought the the interview that we had with him the other day that the virtual zoom visit we had with him was fantastic and I, again like you I, I recommend if if you haven't listened to it yet go check it out at cardinalauthority.com he's you know just like you like you said jody he's just a, a down-to-earth kind of guy and tells it like it is and um, one thing that stood out to me uh about him is you know how he mentioned that 
even if, you know, b- before he got let go at Auburn because of their coaching situation, um, he was already contemplating the idea of coming up to Louisville to just kind of study what Scott Satterfield's doing with his yeah. offense and how yeah. much of a fan he is of, of the Scott Satterfield offense. So I thought they did, you know, again, I think Scott did a fantastic job with the hires, a mix of young and old, and you got some great experience in there. And also hearing some potentially good things about how these guys recruit as well, uh, which is, is certainly a huge piece of the puzzle. But, uh, you know, looking at the guys out on the field, you know, there's a, there's a, a reason to, to be excited. Sure, there's some big – Holes to fill, especially you think at wide receiver uh, with Tutu and Dez gone. Obviously, Javion Hawkins also heading off to the NFL. So some big, you know, key, you know, skill position spots to to fill. Um, but I, I like what they've got out there, you know, through recruiting and the depth. And you know, we saw what Jalen Mitchell did at the end of the year last year, running back. Yeah, you know, he was quite impressive. Um, you know, I think the biggest question is at wide receiver, where it seems like they've got a bunch, you know, but not really that much experience. They've got some new guys coming in and the transfer and Shea Wirtz, who I think, you know, is a real intriguing prospect. And he drew some, you know, early positive reviews from, from coach Satterfield. Um, uh, Huggins Bruce drew some positive re- uh, reviews from coach as well. Um, so I think that, I think the talent is there and it's just a matter of bringing it along. And, and we've seen, you know, Gunnar Brewer's done a, a great job wherever, where he's been, especially here at Louisville. So uh, not too much a concern there. Just curious to see how those spots will be filled. It's weird, 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 weird talking about Louisville football and ha- well, first of all, talking about Louisville football here on February fifteenth, but then talking about the wide receiver <laughs> position being the one that uh, that is the question mark. Um, yeah, but when you yeah. lose guys like you like you did, and 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 I think they've got good guys. It's just it's just they're young. Um, they're, yeah. they're just they're just very young. Uh, I, I'm it's I'm been a spot that's been defense. on lockdown for a while. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm pumped for defense. Um, I think uh, as much as as people remember and, and saw how good Ketrell Clark was, uh, Trey Clark, I guess he wants to be called now, as good as Trey Clark was last year, um, I thought he was the best defensive player. I think he uh, will be the second best defensive player this year because I think Kendrick Duncan is going wow. to, uh, the newcomer will end up being the best defensive player on the team. And uh he looks the part, and as Brian Brown says, not only does he look like Tarzan, but he plays like Tarzan as well. Yeah. And uh, I know he's been very, very – the first week of camp, he has been very, very impressive. And from what I understand, he has taken Ben Perry kind of – well, Ben Perry has kind of followed Kendrick Duncan around a little bit and is like and, – and, and is learning the ropes a little bit from him. And, uh, and I think that's, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's cool to have. And, um, you know, it's um, it, 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 it if you can get a good transfer like that and uh, and he is uh, and is really, really good, then uh, then, yep, sign me up. And from what everything we understand and everything that we've been told, he is uh, he's really, really good as far as um, uh, Kendrick Duncan is concerned and, and, and coming in. And I think Ben Perry has been impressive in the first week as well. So I'm excited. It's uh, it's an interesting, um, it, it, it's an interesting, uh, dynamic for Louisville football coming into next season without a ton of expectations and, uh, uh and, but, but yet inside the program, I think they know that, uh, that, 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 there's just a few things they got to clean up and, and a couple of those wins could be could A couple of those losses could have been wins this year. And uh, uh, I'm excited to see that. Speaking of 
knowing that they have a lot of uh, potential and a lot of high expectations. How about baseball this weekend? And uh, I do think there will be baseball this weekend. And trust me, there's going to be changes in baseball. It's going to happen. Think about Think about this. Baseball not only has COVID issues to deal with, but you also have weather issues to deal with. And uh, uh, the first weekend of the softball season, the day before they were scheduled to leave to go to Columbia, South Carolina, the Louisville softball team changed courses and they drove to Tuscaloosa, Alabama instead. So they went from South Carolina. They, they went they were going to go to South Carolina and instead went to Alabama. They wanted to get games in, and uh, and the two games got canceled in South Carolina. So uh, Alabama was looking for an opponent, and uh, that's what Dan McDonald was talking about last week when I when, when I talked to him a couple weeks ago. He said, "We we're used to this. It's going to be more than what we're used to, probably, but we just have to be prepared uh, to to change course at any time." Yeah, like any sport, uh, it, it, there's going to be hiccups. You know, there's going to be guys on, on Louisville squad and opponent squads that you know, test positive, and then with the contact tracing, they're going to impact series. We've already seen, I guess, North Carolina, Kentucky's that series opening weekend series has already been uh, canceled or postponed, however they put it, uh, because of COVID-19 issues in UK squad. You know, so you should be trained by now after football and basketball. These things are going to happen. I think where baseball has a bit of an advantage is because they are used to it a little bit because of the weather situation. They're used to delays and cancellations and reschedules. Um, and hopefully it won't be much more than there used to because of weather, but it's, it likely is. Um, and another positive for baseball in this situation is because of so many of the guys that did make the decision to come back, especially for a program with Louisville that has such you know high as, you know, aspirations, expecting to get back to, to the College World Series in Omaha and wanting to win an ACC tournament championship, wanting to, to win the whole thing and bring a, a national championship to Louisville for the first time is, you know, I thought Lucas Dunn, you know, said it great, you know, a couple days ago, you know, offensively, you know, they've got enough hitters that, that are that are talented enough that could, you know, basically form two different lineups. They've got 18 guys that they could throw into their batting lineup and, and compete with basically anybody in the country. And if you've got guys that are testing positive or or, or in contact tracing quarantine, that's certainly a luxury. Uh, where you know, if you've got a you know a couple you know a couple guys at the top of your order out, Dan McDonald potentially has so much depth and so much quality depth. He's got the ability to, to shift things around a little bit and hopefully not miss much of a beat. You know, Roger Williams has a, a quite deep uh, roster of pitchers once again. You know, so again, you know, hopefully they're able to to map things out and you know and and do the social distancing properly to where it won't knock the entire team out and they're able to make adjustments like that as well. But certainly do expect you know some from some things to you know to go not as planned. Obviously we're we're getting some snow this week. How will that impact the weekend? I think they'll get it off. I mean, we've been out there, Jody, where we've been to games where there's mounds of snow just on the, you know, just on the other side of the foul line, um, and they're on the field playing on, on the green turf uh, there at Patterson Stadium. So um, excited that they're going to get it going. Obviously, a top ten team, you know, top five in, in some of the polls, uh, and again, one of the teams projected to make it back to Omaha. So a lot of you know a lot of reason for optimism optimism for Dan McDonald's team. Yeah, and it's always 75 and sunny there at uh, Jim Patterson Stadium. Is what, that's right. Uh, that's, right. What, that's what I always think. So it'll be interesting. We'll have a lot of stuff throughout the week as far as baseball is concerned. We'll keep you posted on basketball and any kind of uh, news or updates as well. We'll have another podcast next week as we join you uh, for this, the Cards Cast. This has been a Cards Cast 
For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. We'll see you next week.